I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. But just because it's available to you does not mean you have to take it. Work on your game. Work on your game. Approaching the game aggressively with that aggression, with that confidence to dominate a game. Dre Baldwin, DreAllDay.com. Work on your game. My next live event called Work on Your Game Live will be taking place January 21st and 22nd, Miami, Florida. The two-day event will be covering leadership on day one, communication on day two. But let me tell you what's more important than even the material I'm going to give you on those two days, because you already listened to my show. You've read my books. You already know about me. You know, I'm 100 percent substance all the time. No fluff, no garbage. But what's even more important than what you're going to get from me at that work on your game live are the people that you're going to meet. I get people coming to me all the time asking, Dre, I need better quality prospects. I need to build a network. I need to make connections. I want to have better and higher quality relationships. How does that happen then? It does not happen through your phone. It doesn't happen through social media. It doesn't happen on Facebook. It doesn't go down in the DM. You need to meet people face to face, person to person, eye to eye, look people in their faces and shake hands where you are physically in the same space as them. That's where real relationships get built. And you ask anyone you know who is very successful or a person you know who makes a lot of money, whatever you consider to be a lot, I guarantee you they have a whole lot of in-person, real-life relationships. Doesn't mean they don't use the phone or computer, but those relationships get built and the real money gets made when face-to-face interactions and handshakes occur. If you want to be one of those people and you're ready to step up to that next level, you need to go to where the relationships and the connections are at. And the next place they're going to be at is in Miami, January 21st, 22nd, and work on your game live. Go to workonyourgame.live to get all details, register your seat, and I'll see you in Miami. That's workonyourgame.live. All my coaching programs are now open at workonyourgameuniversity.com. We have the self-directed learning where you can get access to 37 plus courses. That's over 2,800 lessons that I have created over the years. You can take them at your own pace and you get lifetime access to all of them. That's one level. The next level is the group coaching programs. I have the Bulletproof Mindset program and the branding and business program where you get live Zoom calls with me where I do a training and an open Q&A and you get the community access, member only community where you can make those connections and build relationships with other people who are on the same journey as you and are like minded individuals that are just as serious as you are about working on your game third level is the third day mastermind. That is the only place that I offer one-on-one coaching. That is for higher level professionals and entrepreneurs who want the personalized direct attention straight from me, not part of a group or working with me one-on-one. All three levels, you can get access, you can get all details, and you can get started by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com. That's workonyourgameuniversity.com. You are now tuned in to the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, but not done, I'm going to give you a huge dose of personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves all of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then what I'm going to do for you is I'm going to take all of that that I just gave you. I already gave you all that. And this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to put it all together for you into 
a bundle, a package that is going to give you a myriad of philosophies, approaches, principles, strategies, mindsets that you can take and use in your life so that you know the entire game. I wrote a whole bunch of books on the subject. I give you a daily masterclass. That's what you're listening to right now. And we call this, we put all of these things all under one umbrella and we call it work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is you do not need to become an athlete. I'm going to share with you why you may not want to go the athlete route. And the reason why I'm talking about this particular subject, actually, before I do that, let me tell everybody, I already told you in the intro here, you heard the clip that I send out a daily motivation text every morning. Anyone who wants to receive my daily motivation text message straight to your phone, completely for free, same way you get a text from anyone else. All you got to do is send a quick hello text to the following number, 305-384-6894, and you'll get my daily motivation every morning. And you can ask me questions and stuff there because I do engage. Every day I go through there and I check through my text messages. I used to do it once a day. Now I got to do it two or three times a day because I'm more and more people are coming in and getting it. So if you want to be one of those people, get daily motivations. Just text me 305-384-6894. Now, anyway. This topic of why you do not need to become an athlete. Now, you're hearing this from a person who is a former professional athlete, played basketball is my sport, for those of you who don't know. But I have met, played with, and heard from enough athletes in my lifetime, whether they be grown men or women who are maybe in the midst of playing ball or playing whatever sport, any sport professionally. Maybe they're a young adult, maybe let's say between 18 and 22. And you're angling for getting into the pros and youth kids who are under the age of 18, who are either they think they want to become a pro or they think that they think they want to become a pro. Or maybe they have people around them who are maybe pushing them to become a pro. I've heard it all from all different angles. I've heard youth kids who they're 10, 11 years old and they swear that being a pro athlete is their destiny. I've heard from kids at that same age bracket, 13, 14, who have parents or you know, some type of authority figure around them, usually a parent, who is pushing them to become a professional athlete and the kid doesn't really want to become one. I've heard that. I've heard from, let's say, in that older age bracket, let's say 18 to 22, athletes who, again, think they want to become pros or at that point, they pretty much know that they want to become pros. Doesn't mean they will, but they know that they want to. And also in that age bracket, athletes who have been playing the sport for so long, it's their full identity of being that athlete, they don't know anything else that they could possibly be as a person because they never considered it. And they know, they also know that being an athlete is not really what they want to do. And I even have known, believe it or not, people in the pros, I mean, athletes who are playing professional sports, being paid a salary to play a professional sport, something that fewer than 1% of athletes ever get a chance to do. And these people have told me straight up in no uncertain terms, I don't really like doing this. I don't really want to do this. This is not really who I am. I don't want to play this sport anymore. I don't want to play basketball anymore. I don't want to play football anymore. I don't want to play soccer. I don't want to play baseball. I don't want to play overseas. I don't want to travel the world. They have told me this directly. And I'm, so I'm making this masterclass to, to give in, let's say, uh, how do I want to call this? Let's just say a conversation, a, a consultation for any of you athletes out there in any age bracket, whether you're in the midst of being a pro right now or you're thinking about it, or you have people around you who they're clearly thinking about it, and they're thinking that you're the one who's going to do it, for you to understand that maybe this is not something that you need to do. Maybe it's not for you. Maybe it's okay for you to say, no, I'm not going to do this. You do not have to feel like you need to become an athlete if you know that this is, this is something that you don't belong in. Because being an athlete, even though 
as I've said, and as you probably know, no, 99% of people who play a sport, any sport, never get to play that sport as a full-time job, even though, despite that, that doesn't mean you need to go do it. Just because so few people get a chance to do it, and you might possibly have the talent or the opportunity to do so, if you don't want to do it, then you don't need to do it. I mean, there are plenty of things that, and over the course of your lifetime, there are going to be things that you're going to have an opportunity to do, or maybe you have the talent or ability to do that not many other people have the ability or opportunity or talent to do. But just because it's available to you does not mean you have to take it. You don't have to do everything that is presented to you. You don't have to do everything that you have the talent to do. If you really thought about it, how many different careers and professions do you actually have the skill, talent, and opportunity to join? Probably more than you have the time and space to actually engage in. And so sports is another one of them. And just because it's, again, a 1% job, just because you can make a lot of money and you can be really well known, and just because the people around you they didn't have the same opportunity and talent that you have doesn't mean you need to do what they would want to do if they had your opportunity because you're not them and they're not you. So it is not your responsibility to live out their dreams through your body and your life. And that's what I want to lay out here in today's class. So the topic, once again, is you do not need to become an athlete. And when I say become an athlete here, I'm saying at whatever level you're at right now. So if you're in peewee sports, you're seven years old, listen to the Work On Your Game Masterclass, all right, make sure your parents said it's okay because I do use profanity every now and then and talk about some adult topics every now and then. So if you're seven years old, listen to this. Now, you don't necessarily need to go play when you get into the middle school. If you're in middle school, you don't need to go play and keep playing in high school. If you're in high school, you don't need to progress to college. If you're in college, you don't need to try to make the pros Maybe it's okay if you decide, you know what, I'm just going to hang it up right here. This is as far as I want to go. And I'm going to explore other aspects of the world and other aspects of life. There are other things that I can do. And usually 99.999% of the time when I'm talking to or hearing from an athlete, this is someone who's under the age of 40. So assuming that you're going to live till 60, 70, 80 years old, you're not even halfway through your life. So if you decide that sports is not going to be your thing, you still have another 50% of your life to live at least, hopefully, let's say barring any unforeseen circumstances, you have another 50 plus percent of your life to live. You're going to need to eventually do something else anyway to be a contributing member of society, regardless of how much money you have in your bank account. So you're going to be doing something other than sports at some point in your life anyway. So why not start now if you know that playing sports is not the thing that you want to be doing? So with all that being said, let's get into our points here. Topic, once again, is you do not need to become an athlete. Number one, do not become an athlete for the money. I can give a whole masterclass just on this subject alone. Actually, I could write a book on this subject alone. Do not become an athlete for the money. Now, while I know that this point is not going to dissuade some people from trying to become an athlete for the money, I still want to make sure that I've said it. So just so if and when, and I might as well take out the if, let's just say when some of you athletes out there or some of you soon to be athletes at a professional level, because that's where the money is at. Or we can even say college and high school level. Now we got the name, image and likeness deal. So now you can make money even when you're not technically on a team getting paid a salary. You can still make money from being an athlete. Understand that if you're anything that you do in life, if you're only doing it for the money, Eventually, you're going to run into a challenge. The challenge is going to be you're either you've either made enough money that you are no longer driven by the money and you want to realize, OK, what else is there here? And 
you're going to be miserable because there's nothing else. Because the only reason you got in, it was for the money or B, you're going to be putting so much of yourself into so much of your resources into trying to get the money that you're going to be miserable just trying to get it. And then if and when you do finally catch up to the money, you're going to say, all right, I did all this work just to get this. And you're not even going to be happy because as I don't know how many, everyone who's listened to this has heard at least one person tell you money is not going to make you happy. Maybe you have experienced it in your own life. Maybe you have heard somebody say it. Maybe you have seen it, experienced it on some level. Let me be the next person to add to the chorus. Money alone is not going to make you happy. Now, things you can do with money can definitely make you happy. They can buy some things that will make you happy. You like cars, money will buy a car. You like vacations, money can help you travel. You like taking care of your family, money can provide you the opportunity and the resources to do so. However, money on its own is not going to make you happy. So the only reason you're trying to get into any job, I don't care if it's being a lawyer, a doctor, if it's being in the government, it's being an entrepreneur, it's trading Bitcoin, is being on the stock market in Wall Street, if it's being an athlete, any job that you do, anything that you get into, if you're only getting into it because you see dollar signs, you see an opportunity to make money from doing it, what's going to happen is you're going to, you're pretty much going to be on a roller coaster. It's going to be like eating candy, but in a, it's just stretched out. When you eat candy, what happens? You get a sugar rush because the, the high from the candy, most of it is not even actual sugar. It's you know, HF, high fructose corn syrup, which is not even real sugar. It's all chemicals. But you're going to get this sugar rush from taking all this candy, quote unquote, sugar into your body. And you're going to feel good for a while, but then the high is going to come down. You're going to crash and you're going to feel like shit. The difference is with candy, the high and the crash happen all in a totality of about 30 minutes. Whereas with you chasing money, the totality of it is going to happen over the course of years. And it's much harder to get back up from that crash when it's your life that we're talking about, not just a a bag of Skittles or a Snickers bar. While it is true, as I said, that the money is there to be a professional athlete, there's a lot of money to be made. All right, there's a ton of money in sports. There's a reason why professional athletes are so famous. The reason why that they're on TV is the reason why you know, pro athletes are looked at as celebrities, even though they're not. You know, the only thing they can do is you know, play that sport, dribble a basketball, catch a football, swim, run fast, jump high, whatever it is they're doing. The reason that pro athletes are famous is not because of their athletic ability. You might have thought that. You thought pro athletes are famous because of their athletic ability. No. Another reason why people look up to athletes in Western society, we look up to them because we have an estimate in our minds and a picture in our minds of how much money they have. That's And Western society values material possessions over everything. We value how much money you make, how much status do you have, you know, how known are you, what is your status relative to other people around you. That's what we value in Western society. And that comes with everyone. That's why movie stars are as known as they are, why people on social media who have a lot of followers and people think because you have a lot of followers, you're going to make a lot of money. Some of them do. Some of them don't. Pro athletes, how much money they make is about the money. It's not about their talent. We don't look up to some actor or actress because they're a great thespian and they can, they're great method actors. We don't give a damn about somebody's acting ability. What makes them a star is the fact that we have a picture in our minds of their material possessions. That's it. It's just like if you go out somewhere in your town where you live, you see somebody pull up in a really fancy looking car and they have on fancy looking clothes and they just give off this appearance of a person who has a lot of material resource. You're looking at them in wonderment. You don't even know who they are. Why? Because you have some picture in your mind of what their material possessions are. It has nothing to do with their talent or their abilities or their principles or their moral code or any of that. It's just about what we think they have. This is just what the Western world is. I wouldn't suggest you try to change this. I would just, 
I would just suggest that you understand it. While it is true, as I said, that the money is there when you're a professional athlete or I guess even a college athlete now, if you're known. If that's the only reason that you got in it, you will hate yourself and you will hate your life once you become that pro athlete just for the money. If that's the reason that you do it, you're going to hate yourself. You're going to hate your life because at that point, when you get to the point that you did something just for the money, now you are anchored to that thing because now you have to keep making the money. Because what usually happens, any of you who's, again, any of you's read any books on money or on finance or on lifestyle, or maybe some of you through your own life experience probably noticed, maybe something that you've seen secondhand, is that when people start making whatever you consider to be a lot of money, usually their lifestyle expands to match the lot of money that they're making. Now, they might not expand to take up the entirety of the money, but usually you take someone from making a certain amount and give them 10 times that amount. Their lifestyle is going to expand at least a little bit and they're probably not going to stay right at the 1x amount when they're making 10x, what they were making last year. Their lifestyle is going to expand somewhat. And also being again that we're in the Western world, the status upgrade that comes with the amount of money that you make, or at least the amount of money that you think people think that you make or have, you want to maintain that. So if you were to give up the job, the thing that's giving you the money, now you got to give up the status at the same time. Now, do you want to do that? And for many of us, the ego, the ego boost that comes with us thinking what other people think we have is worth even more than what we actually have. It's the status itself is worth even more than the actual thing, even if it, whether it exists or not. So now once you get in it, now you're making all this money being, let's say, a professional football player, but you hate football. If you get where to give up football, now you're also giving up the status boost that comes with that football. And do you have the internal, do you have the internal stability to deal with that? The answer for a lot of people, and it, again, I'm just using sports here as the point today, but this could be for many jobs. Do you have the internal stability to give that up? For a lot of people, the answer is no. Remember, I met this woman who was a, a lawyer. This had to be maybe 10 years ago. And I asked her, well, no, why did you decide to get into law? What was your, what was your reason for getting into law? Because I'm not a lawyer, never went to law school or anything, but the people who I have either read or known or talked to who did go to law school, so many of them have told me some things along the same lines. I don't know if I have any law school experienced people who are listening to the show. Judging by our numbers, I think the law of averages says I got to have at least one. So if there is one, somebody hit me in the text and let me know. But they, many of them have said the same thing, that they hated it, that it, they were miserable. Even if they graduated and got a job in law, they were kind of miserable because it was way too many hours that they were working. And being a lawyer is not like you're uh, no Matlock or you're you know, one of those law TV shows where you're in a courtroom every day arguing cases and, all, and it's all dramatic and you're winning or losing cases and arguing with the other lawyers. Most of being a lawyer, at least from what I've heard, again, someone can check me on this if I got it wrong. Most of it is paperwork pushing. You're just reading through files and preparing documents and you're sitting in your office by yourself in late early mornings and late hours. It's not no TV dramatic O.J. Simpson trial. It's not like that being a lawyer. There is good money to be made being a lawyer. I've never heard anybody say I became a lawyer and I was broke. And most people out here say become a lawyer. They make the money. And that's one of the main reasons they get into it. But anyway, the reason I brought up that woman is I asked her, why did she become a lawyer? She said for the she said for the prestige and the job title. That's what she said. That was her answer for the prestige and the job title. And she didn't say it in any type of melancholy way. Like she wasn't sad about it. She was saying it like she was just matter of fact. That's the reason why she did it for the prestige. And what does prestige mean for I'm not looking this up in the dictionary, but prestige is kind of like 
your the status, right? how other people feel about you when they find out what you do. That's what it means to me when you know, I'm thinking of the word prestige. And I'm thinking to myself, when she gave me that answer, I'm like, all right, you got a job because of what you think other people are going to think about you. That's the reason why you got the job. And that was her only answer. And I said, eh, OK, well, that's how she feels. I wonder if she's still a lawyer now. I, I've lost touch with that woman, but I wonder if she kept that job. Do not do anything in your life just for the money. All right. Whether we're talking again today, we're talking sports. Don't do anything. At least let's say a career path. Let me say that. Let me amend my statement just for the money. Now, certain things you can do just for the money. All right. If you go to work for the money, go to work. All right. Someone offers you do this gig. I'll pay you $200. You need $200. Go do the gig. Get the $200. I'm talking about a commitment, like a career commitment, something that you're going to give half of your waking life to. Don't do anything just for the money. Hopefully there needs to be some type of enjoyment and personal fulfillment that goes with it. Right? And it's even worse with athletes than for some other jobs, because a lot of people join, as I said, certain careers for income potential. But when you're an athlete on top, in addition to what you would get, let's say, if you became a lawyer or a doctor for the money, when you're an athlete, there's the visibility of your job that comes with it, that you know, the average lawyer is a nobody. The average doctor is a no. Nobody knows who they are. They can go to the grocery store. And nobody even knows that you're a doctor. But when you're a pro athlete, the visibility of your role, plus the comfort of the money you can make, plus the relative ease of the job makes it very attractive to stay with, makes it very hard to walk away from because you're like, all right, my long days at work are four hours. Everybody knows who I am and I'm making this much money for doing this little amount of work. And I'm kind of known at the same time. And that ego boost that comes with it, that's very hard to walk away from. What else are you going to do? I'll give you a hint. There's no other job you get into is going to give you a combination of all three of those, not even close. So this is why you shouldn't even get into it if you know this is not your thing, because the hooks that are going to hold you there and keep you there forever, all right, they're very strong once you're in. All right, once you get in, you can't get out. All right, it's like the firm. Point number two, today's topic, once again, you do not need to become an athlete. Number two, sports are a game that got made into a job. Now, we all know, no matter what your age, you could do just a little bit of reading, you can find out that professional sports as we know it today has not been like this for very long. There was a time back in the as recently as, let's say, the 70s, even going into the 80s, that professional athletes, football, baseball, basketball, hockey players would have other jobs outside of being a professional athlete simply because being a pro athlete didn't pay them enough money to be a full-time salary. We'll just say the 70s. I don't think it was happening in the 80s, but let's just say as recently as the 70s and going backwards, 60s, 50s, these players, being a pro athlete, wasn't even paying you enough to be a full-time salary. You pretty much did it kind of as a side gig, or it could be one of your multiple gigs that you had. Because sports have an off-season, so you could have another job in off-season to make ends meet. It's only in recent years, this is in recent past few decades, that professional athletes started making enough money that it could be your full-time job. So this is my point. It used to just be a game that people played, and if you were good enough, then you played it and you made some money from it, but it wasn't your whole life. Now, not only is it the game still, but now it's a full-time job. Now it's a whole career. Now it's a whole entity around you. You become an entity yourself as a brand and a business because of how much money you're making at the job. Not because the job has changed fundamentally that much. The game of basketball, not that much different in 2022 than it was in you know, 1998 or 1968. What's different is the amount of money that got pumped into it. Therefore, the amount of attention that goes around it and the way that the people involved carry themselves and the things that they do based on the only real change has been the dollar amount. 
So not only do you not want to force yourself into a job that you don't want, as we talked about in point number one, you also don't want to later hate a kid's game because you pursued something that you falsely told yourself that you really wanted to do. You don't want to become, as, as a matter of fact, there's a guy who's in uh, one of the mastermind groups that I'm in. He was actually just talking about this today when I'm recording this. And I had made my notes for this episode way before he brought this up. But one of the things that he said was that he has he has a child who plays a sport. And he was asking me, you know, I want to make sure he was asking me about making sure that his child doesn't get burned out and get to the point because the child is maybe not even 15 years old yet, maybe 12, 13, something like that. And he wanted to make sure that his child didn't get to the point that they hated their sport because they were playing it so much and pushing themselves so hard that they got to the point they actually started having an adverse reaction to the sport and hated it so much that they couldn't even watch it, that they can't even watch it later on in life. And he used himself as an example because he used to play baseball with his sport. He pushed himself so hard and he just was all in on it. But then he got to the point that he started hating baseball to the point that now as an adult, a grown man, he can barely even watch baseball because he developed such an adverse reaction to it because he pushed himself so hard in baseball as a child. I don't want that to happen to you. So what's important here is that you have an honest conversation with yourself about what you really want and who you really are. All right. Do you really want to become a professional athlete? Do you really want to go after it? Now, maybe you'll make it. Maybe you won't. But do you really want to go after it? Because it's going to require a, at some point, a very deep immersion into what you're doing as a professional athlete. And if you decide that that's not, you don't have to go into a deep immersion. You can still enjoy it and have fun. But if you want to get into that deep immersion, understand that this better be something that you really want to do because you're going to come across many third days when it's not so fun, it's not so enjoyable, and you're going to have to deal with that. You're going to have a coach or a trainer say something to you that you don't like. You're going to go through a game and not perform the way that you want to. And you're going to have to come back the next day. Do you want to do that? Do you want to be looking in the mirror, hating yourself for the fact that you are dealing with that third day? Or do you want to look in the mirror saying, all right, I'm excited for this. Not Maybe you're not going to feel so excited when it's the third day, but tapping into your mental toughness to go deal with that third day because you actually want this. You don't want to, again, come on to later hate this game. It's just a game. I don't know any, any reason why somebody would hate a game. Well, the only reason is when you're pushing yourself to do it, and you don't really want to do it because you told yourself a lie about what you really wanted and who you really were. If you feel that maybe you could do something else with your life and with your time, go do it and enjoy your sport on the side or at least go try it out. Maybe you'll come back to the sport. There's nothing wrong with that. But once you make a job out of something, anything in life, once it becomes a job, it's no longer all fun and games. Now, when you're doing something as a hobby, it can be fun and games because you can do it when you feel like it. You can do it when you're activated and motivated and inspired and when it's fun. And when it's not fun, you can just put it down and come back to it when you feel like it's fun again because it's a hobby. That's the good thing about hobbies is that you can do them when you feel like it. But as soon as you make something into a job, as soon as you make a career out of something, now you have to do it even when you don't feel like it. Now you have to do it when your bosses tell you to. Now you have to do it because that paycheck's coming every two weeks and everything changes. As soon as you involve money in something, it becomes a whole different game than when there was no money involved, even though the actual activity is exactly the same. This is just how life works. This is just the game of life. But once you make a job out of it, this is what you're getting into. Now it's a business and everything becomes more serious when you involve money. Can we agree? Point number three, 
Today's topic, once again, is you do not need to become an athlete. If you're a person who, if I'm really talking to you right now, if you feel like I'm really speaking your language right now and letting you know that it's okay for you to not be an athlete, if this is really how you're feeling, don't feel bad about it. And I'm going to give you a couple of reasons why you shouldn't feel bad about it. Number one, most sports careers are over by the age of 30 anyway. I don't care what sport you're talking, tennis, basketball, football, baseball, hockey, soccer. Most professional athletes or athletes who make it to the professional level, they are done before the age of 30. Done with that sport. They are no longer pros. They are no longer getting paid. Even if they wanted to, they couldn't get back in. And the fame of being an athlete is not really what you want anyway. I talked about this in episode 1989 that you don't necessarily want to be famous. So you might think you want to be famous, but maybe you don't need to be because you can still get the things that you want in life without the fame. You want peace and fulfillment in your life, which I talked about in episode 1913. And you want happiness in your life, which I spoke on episode 382. Don't postpone your happiness. What you may not necessarily want, you might think you want, but you don't really want the admiration of random people who really don't give a damn about you anyway. All right, your fans, your followers on social media, the people cheering for you when you're playing for whatever team you're playing for and scoring goals and making baskets. Do those people really give a damn about you anyway? I'll tell you the truth. Probably not. Not really. They give a damn about what you can do for them, which is help their team win and they cheer for the team and you happen to have the jersey on. But as soon as you don't have that jersey on anymore, as soon as you're not doing anything for them anymore, they'll stop giving a damn about you. Not because they're malicious or negative or rude people. It's just because this is just the game of life. People care about you as far as you can serve them. And when you're no longer serving them, they don't care about you anymore simply because it was never about you in the first place. So think of yourself, any of you who is an athlete and you're thinking about walking away, and maybe what you're hearing here today is helping nudge you in that direction. Think of yourself as getting a head start on what you're going to be doing for the rest of your life anyway, because as I told you, even the lucky, great superstar athletes are done by age 40 and they still have another half of their life to live. Uh, Who are you when you put that ball down? Plus, as a bonus, you can still love the sport and you haven't driven yourself in hating it, which is what some people do when they push themselves to go to another level, another level in a game that they didn't actually love in the first place. And again, I've heard from people from the age of 10 up to the age of 25 telling me these things. I don't even like the sport like that, but I'm here. I am a pro playing the sport, making money, taking care of my family. And I don't even want to be playing anymore. Now I don't know what to do. You don't want to become that person. Let's recap today's class, which is you do not need to become an athlete. Number one, do not become an athlete for the money, all right? Because if you become something for the money, now you're tied to that money. Your lifestyle is tied to the money. You might be taking care of people with that money. And there aren't too many other options to make that same kind of money doing something else. So now you basically tied your whole life to it. And you may end up hating yourself, loathing yourself simply because you can't leave because all the things tied to the money that you're making and you don't even like the thing that you're doing to make the money. All right? Do not become that person. Number two, sports are literally a game that got made into a business. They got made into a job. So don't force yourself into a job that you don't want because you don't want to later hate a game that you shouldn't hate a kid's game because you pursued something that you falsely told yourself that you wanted to make into a job. Because as soon as you put money into something, something that was fun and games, it was a hobby, you were doing it for your enjoyment. As soon as you involve money in it, now it becomes a business. Now it becomes a job. And when you make something into a business or a job, everybody involved becomes a lot more serious. Point number three. Don't feel bad about the fact that you might be thinking of walking away from something like a sport because most sports careers are over by age 30 anyway. So you can see yourself as getting a head start on those people who 
are eventually going to have to walk away at one point or another note at some time. The fame of being an athlete might not be what you really want anyway. I talked about that in episode 1989. You want peace and fulfillment, which I covered in episode 1913, and you want happiness, covered in episode 382. What you don't want, you might think you do, but you don't really want the admiration of people who don't really admire you. What they admire is what you can do for them and what you are representing to them. It's not actually about you. All right. The number of people who really give a damn about you, you can count on your hands. All right. All those fans in the stands, all those followers on social media, those people don't really give a damn about you. You might think that they do, but they really don't. So think of yourself as getting a head start on the rest of your life, because at some point you're going to need to get on with it anyway. Plus, as a bonus, you can still love the game that you always have played and not push yourself into hating it for no necessary reason. So send me a text. If you want to get my daily motivation text every day, my number is 305-384-6894. And in my third day mastermind, that's the only place that I offer direct one-on-one coaching type people that I work with. I work with entrepreneurs, people who are already knowing what they're doing, knowing where you're going, and you have a good idea of what you need help with when it comes to accountability, strategy, and implementation, making sure that you are executing and holding yourself to your plans and getting them done. You need somebody who can kind of hold you accountable, give you that foot in the ass necessary when you need it. That might be your guy. You can get a link to sign up for a call with me down below in the description. Work on your game. Dre all day. I want you to send a text to this number, 305-384-6894. That is my direct text number. When you text me there, you'll be part of my texting community. And that means you're going to be receiving my daily motivation text, which I send out every single day to keep you sharp, focused, and mentally on point for the day in front of you. Send me a text at this number, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Get daily motivation.